Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back. I'm here to talk about another quality that may hinder the soul's progress. As I'm talking in the series of barriers and roadblocks to soul growth. And the next one is sticky stubbornness. Sticky stubbornness. And what I mean by that is not all stubbornness is necessarily bad. It does have its positive side, such as allowing you to be constant in getting something done, having a a will and a conviction around something of what you want to get done and how you want to have it evolve and grow. And it may result in good work, a good work ethic, and having good standards by which you want to judge yourself about how you're producing that particular work project or how you've done that particular carpenter project or whatever it may be. So stubbornness does have a place to a certain degree only if it's looked through the eyes of the soul and the soul. Because the soul actually tries to transform stubbornness into being obedient trying to transform stubbornness in obedience. And I'll talk about that a little bit down the road in terms of the quality of obedience and why I'm bringing it up. Now, when we think about stubbornness and the sticky stubbornness, is the sticky part is, is that it seems like it sticks to you like glue and it doesn't move. And that's where maybe we get some of the statements about being bullheaded or being strongheaded or hardheaded or so animate about something, or obstinate, or we may have qualities of being in some particular way. And along with that is also the bullheadedness. So we hear all these kind of qualities that make up this quality of stubbornness that may hinder the growth and the advancement of the soul. And we're thinking that to be stubborn is something that we should be okay with. But remember when I said, if it's done in the appropriate way, on the auspices of your soul. And when it is not done that way, it is usually involving the ego and the ego persona. And I talk about the ego and persona in episode seven. So I won't get into all the details here, But one of the things about the ego is it likes to be right. And this is the need of a sticky, stubborn person, is they need to be right. They're unwilling to change their mind 
or their perspective about things uh, because they think they're right. They think that's the way it needs to be done. They think that it's going to help them to get their promotion or whatever it may be. But this needing to be right 24-7 all the time is a concern because it means there's no flexibility, that there's no willingness to see another perspective or another way of doing something. And I usually say to individuals when I'm doing coaching or training with them, one way of seeing is another way of not seeing. Mm -hmm. One way of seeing can be another way of not seeing. And what the stubborn, the sticky stubborn perspective is around is my way or the highway. It's my way of seeing it or you don't need to be around me. And so that becomes an issue because they're closing down and they're having a closed mindset instead of a growth mindset, which is a mindset of the soul. is more growth-minded in many ways. But usually the ego and the ego persona wants to say, no, there's only one way of doing it here. And we're going to do it this way. And if you don't like it, tough. But that gets into this animate, headstrong, stubborn streak that happens. And we have to look if, see, and see if these qualities exist within us or in certain situations that we find ourselves in. That we're not looking, that it is another way of seeing something. And this can come out when others present an idea and the stubborn person wants to reason why it doesn't work. They want to just keep focused on seeing the glass half empty as opposed to seeing it half fill and how it might work. And what are some of those barriers that may get in the way as well? But for the sticky stubbornness of the person is they're adamant that it's not going to work because we tried it before, because we did this, we did that, and whatever. It's not going to work. Or in a relationship, or I tried that before in the relationship. It didn't work, so I'm not doing it anymore. But it may be a different person. The circumstances may be different. You may be in a different stage in your life. And how you were in your teens, and how you are in your 50s and 60s, may be a little bit different. And in life experiences may shift it and change you or try to shift and change you to look at things from a different perspective. Because ultimately what the soul and the soul's path is, is one of evolution and growth and advancement and making changes. Now, I'm not saying not to hold on to key convictions that are important. But what I am saying is you want to examine those convictions to see if they still hold water or not. So the other trait or quality about stubbornness is, is that they can get into standing their ground for the wrong reason. And here's this a notion that I mentioned earlier. They're standing their ground and their perspective because they think they know what's best. And they think they can see that 360 degrees of that circle and can be a make the wisest choice without listening to the voices of the people that are around them at work or in their family life or in their friendships that they do have. 
because they become so laser-like focused. They end up sometimes winning the battle, but losing the war. Yeah, the battle that was done at that point in time that you wanted to hold that point or that point of ground, maybe you did win it, but you lost your friends in the process. And you say, well, it doesn't matter because they don't believe what I believe anyway. But you have to look at it from different perspectives to be realizing, did I really need to win that battle? That I need to be so right? Or I need to stand my ground so hard and not listen to other people's perspective that may have been more enriching to the conversation or to an understanding that needs to take place? And another quality to look at in terms of how to start to root out this sticky stubbornness from oneself and be aware of how it may be manifesting in others, but you're not trying to condemn others. If they see it in others, you just be aware of it so you're not triggered by it. It may be to this quality of fear. And you're noticing certain themes that are coming up as I'm talking about these barriers and roadblocks that happen. And I'm going to mention them in another episode, but start listening if you hear any type of themes that are coming up. So this fear that is generating or driving the stubbornness may be related to having difficulty letting go of their, your or theirs own ideas, letting go of convictions, decisions that have been made or need to be made or how you go about making decisions, letting it go and seeing maybe there's a better way of doing something. And this is used because these things are attached to the ego identity. They're so attached to the identity of the person that they feel as if if they let it go, they're letting go some aspect of the identity. And that's really a false belief that they're having because our identity is far more than this holding on to these particular types of fears around letting go. Um, letting go may free us from old records and patterns that we've had, that we grew up with, that are no longer serving us. And now that we're letting them go and hearing other people's perspectives and other ways of thinking and feeling and doing things is freeing us up. One of the things that we want to understand with this sticky stubbornness is this staunch positioning that goes on with the ego identity, the ego persona. It's as if they do put a perspective on it that they get so stubborn around it that they are not being flexible. And they may not know how to be flexible, but that's the question that has to be asked. And we all can ask that of ourselves. Is this stubbornness? that I'm experiencing right now? Is it based upon a true conviction of truth and honor and upliftment? Or is it based upon fear, doubt, and uncertainty of what other people are trying, in terms of how we think other people are trying to control us or change us? And some of that can come from childhood and being in certain families in which we have been controlled and feel like our parents want to overly control us. And so what we end up doing is we go to the other extreme and compensating 
and then end up saying, no one's going to control me and I'm going to be very stubborn about what I think and I'm going to do it my way and that's going to be the way I'm going to handle my life and the things that happen in my life. We have to be aware of and we start assessing where is the stubbornness coming from and if it's truly helping us or not. Because what I would say is to move from the perspective of stubbornness and thinking about persistence. And persistence is a shift. It's a flexibility that happens persistence. We're persistently following a spiritual path and we're trying to do our best on that path. But when things don't work out or people are getting us, giving us new information, we are willing to shift and continue on the path, continue to advance. We're willing to shift our thinking about how we're looking at something and say, oh, is that the better way? Or how we're feeling about something or how someone made us feel, quote unquote, about something. And we're willing to say, oh, I never thought about that feeling in that particular way or how I was creating that feeling in someone else. As opposed to having blinders on and saying, nope, that didn't happen. That's not true. So stubbornness can get us into not seeing things as they are, but only as we would like them to be. And that's where stubbornness and that stickiness gets in the way and moves you into that or the person into that bull consciousness. They only see what's in front of them. They don't see to the right. They don't see to the left. And not being able to be able to do that creates or hampers our soul progress and our soul advancement. And we can have these subtle ways in which there is that rebellion underneath stubbornness that I was mentioning a few minutes ago. And that rebellion is actually so stuck in a particular way that it puts us at odds with our own soul progress. And it actually creates this combativeness that happens, which is a form of rebellion, combativeness, or aggressiveness in our thinking, in our speech, and in our how we're acting with individuals, making sure they know their way is the right way. So when sticky stubbornness goes to more on this continuum of being aware that there is another way of doing something. There is some degrees of flexibility in how you wish to go about doing something in this continuum. There's a greater vision for what your soul is moving towards and striving towards versus on the other extreme in this continuum. It's this sticky stubbornness that can lead to be rebel because we want to re rebel because we don't want to do it that way. And we, we actually get more uh, disgruntled and more agreeable as opposed to what the soul wants is more balance. The soul wants to be able to see things from different ways and vantage points, still holding on to their beliefs and convictions that can be flexible enough to take in other ways of perceiving something and knowing about something. It does revolve around that growth mindset. 
and not around the respect of the ego of needing to prove to be right. Needing to be proved to be right in a meeting so what we can, in our ego, feel better about being that key person or that go-to person who always does things right. It can also, at home, in needing to be right with family members as your, your spouse or your partner. And if you're always right, then you're implying that the other person has no contribution to give in the relationship. So then you have to ask, why am I in this relationship? Because usually we are involved in relationships because there is give and take. It is something that you can learn from the other partner and is something the partner can learn from you. That figure eight flow of giving and taking and finding out how we need to communicate and how we need to engage in behaviors that are uplifting and kind and considerate that allows you to feel for a sense of being loved and also very much to be able to love other individuals in that relationship. But if we move into this notion of, of having to always defend ourselves because of having controlling parents, as I mentioned in, you know, in childhood, then we don't realize that it can build up feelings of dislike, even hatred, hostility, that we can have unconsciously or subconsciously. And that's why we're so stubborn because of certain things that happened to us earlier that we can lack to change as an adult in our interactions. So we have to be willing, like a microscope, look at what's going on with our stubbornness and the sticky stubbornness, or, or better yet, with the sticky stubbornness, how do we let go of that and move ourselves more into being more persistent in the things that are true convictions that uplift the soul on the path of the soul to evolve and grow and expand. How do we do that and not get trapped by the ego persona? And the ego wants to be right, always is looking to this inferior superior. I'm superior because I'm more intelligent. You're inferior because you can't come up with the ideas as quickly as I can. That we have to be aware of the ego persona is always trying to sit in that seat where your soul needs to sit. And it's your responsibility to say, no, I will through discernment, look at when I need to hold firm ground and when I really do not. I need to look at how I'm interacting and whether I'm burning bridges that need not to be burnt in any way, but need to kind of together walk over that bridge to a new understanding, a new way of interacting with each other, be it as a parent and your children, or spouse, spouses, or at work with colleagues, and even with yourself that you need to maybe have a different interaction with yourself and your soul and building this awareness that the soul and its flexibility, which moves yourself away from sticky stubbornness. So the soul in its flexibility is listening to be obedient, 
is flexible to see another perspective, is receptive to hear maybe something that is not hearing and, ready, and willing to reflect on what's being heard. And is there another way in which to look at this particular situation that this person at work and at home brought to my attention, that I was only looking at it from one perspective, but how may I look at it from their perspective or from multiple perspectives to have a greater understanding of what might be taking place? So there's some degree of accepting other people's perspective, how they feel, how they act, how they interact. As long as those feelings, interactions, and the way of their being is uplifting. If it's negative and resentful or painful in any way, you know, no, that's not necessarily the right path to go on. Your soul will know when you're more and more in tune with your soul. And what we're talking about is soul evolution. So part of the thing that you're learning to do or part of the uh, interrelationship within yourself that you're trying to have is you're trying to ask yourself is what is the greater vision here with this particular situation that I may find myself in? It's like you're meditating on what's God's vision in this situation. How would God's love interact in this situation? How might I show gratitude to the information that is being brought to me that feels a little bit uh, moving towards the sticky stubbornness, but I'm willing to take a step back and look at that and take that sticky stubbornness off. It's like wash it off like water and being able to see, have a different perspective of seeing something and the willingness to be grateful, grateful for the opportunity, grateful for the adventure that you're going through, grateful for the greater awareness that you're having about these barriers and roadblocks that may lead to hinder, I should say, that they may hinder soul progress. And what other qualities and other ways that you can learn to be because you're more aware, you're more intentional, you're more attuned to the soul's evolution and the steps that you can take incrementally or large steps, small steps, however you want to do it, to having a greater connection to the wonderfulness of your soul and what your soul needs are and what gets in the way of your soul making advancement. And in this episode, we've been talking about sticky stubbornness. Sticky stubbornness. Something to think about. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Avengers, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.